Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I am your host, Ryan Stevens. Joining me once again on the second mic, we welcome in the super spotter, and I'm actually going to say her name this time because I, I realized that uh, last time I didn't even properly introduce you. So Margot Sterling, super spotter, welcome to the show. Oh, I was going to go by my pseudonym today. Strawberry shortcakes here? <laughs> Damn it. Gotcha. No, I was going to try to think of a fake name, but I'm not no, that quick. You're I'm not, not quick that enough, on- and we're moving on. Margot is joining us on the second microphone, and uh, she's going to she's gonna join us for the New Smyrna slash NASCAR portion of the show and the beginning of Around the State, because she went over to Citrus County. Um, little teaser, how was it over there? I was a traitor, and it was it was good. It was good? Yeah. I mean, other people are saying it was boring because it didn't have high car counts, but I thought it was a good night. Well, welcome to racing in 2022, I guess, but we'll get into that. On the second half of the show, we have a lot to get to. And first, I got to thank all of our sponsors for this week's episode. We got a bunch. And of course, we'll hear from them in the middle of the show, as always. But big thank you to um, EJ over at American Auto, our good friend Ron, who we heard from last week. Great interview. Uh, last week was one of the great, uh, great episodes of the, the podcast so far. A lot of views or listens. Uh, but big thank you to 124 Welding and Fabrication for sponsoring the show, along with Jesse's Repair Service. Uh, our good friend Andy Morrison and Never Give Up has come on board for a few more episodes, so thank you, Andy. And um, Ken Copley, of course, sponsoring the EMOD portion of the program uh, with a big shout-out to All-Star Race, uh, All-Star Race Cars in Orange City. That's where his car comes out of. That's where they house the 2020 EMOD Championship race car. And a uh, tough day for Ken, but we'll uh, we'll get to all that. But thank you to all of our sponsors. Say them uh, all again five times fast for me. Okay, so we got American Auto, (laughs) right? With no paper. Got American Auto, 124 Welding and Fab. Uh, We got uh, Jesse's Repair Service, Never Give Up and Andy Morrison, All-Star Race Cars, and Ken Copley. I think I I did it. Sadie over at Breezy Palm Designs. Yeah, we'll give her some love, She's my sponsor, so. (laughs) And Margo's kind of a sponsor, too. She makes all kinds of goodies for these guys, these drivers and the families as well, the ground pounders. Yes. So... Um, yeah, big thank you to the sponsors of the show. Really helps carry this thing along. And uh, thank you to all the listeners. Like I said last week, um, big uptip in, uh, in in listenership. So I think everybody enjoyed having Ron on the show. I definitely enjoyed learning a little bit more about him. Great guy and a big supporter of the show. So um, like I said, a lot to get to. We're going to talk New Smyrna. We're going to talk Citrus. We're going to talk the NASCAR race at Darlington. Except the last lap. We're not talking about the last lap. Oh, no, we're talking about that because that (laughs) was... It is Bruno. We don't talk about it. It was was a very interesting race over at Darlington. Uh, So we'll talk about that. We're also going to speak with uh, Dalton Nelson, uh, open-wheel modified driver, who did race at Citrus. And uh, we'll talk to him, get to learn a little bit about him and his plans for the rest of the season. So all of that and more. And we'll go around the state at the end of the show. Coming up. So... Margo, let's dive on into it. Where do, where do you want to start? You want to start New Smyrna or you want to start NASCAR? Either one. I don't care. All right. We'll start New Smyrna. So, in my opinion, now I, I know you weren't there. You watched a lot of it on YouTube thanks to Speedway Video. Speedway Video shout out. Uh, he got so much love at the track on Saturday. It was amazing. I know. And I've, been, I've, I've talked to him about maybe making some little stickers for him for the guys. But only the people that remember to thank him are going to get a Speedway Video right? sticker. Right? He should. Because uh, then they'll get, maybe they'll get more screen time. I don't know. That's he he should. Theory. When, when somebody gives him a shout out, an unsolicited shout out in Victory Lane, he should give him a sticker. Or I can go give him a sticker in the pits or something. That'd be cool. 
Oh my goodness, I have a lot of emails. I don't want to look at that. Um, <laughs> I was wondering why you no, wanna, open I it I want to pull up my grade for Darlington. So when we talk about Darlington, because uh, spoiler alert, I thought it was great. Anyways, um, so New Smyrna on paper, if you just go look at the results and you go into it blind, right. it looks like a meh kind of night. Only eight late models, nine sportsmen, 20 bombers. So the bombers showed out again as, as they have all season long. And then... What else? Oh, the E-Mods. They had like five or six. It was kind of disappointing with the E-Mods, especially with their new sponsor that came on board, put up a bunch of extra money. But I think the I think some of the guys got mad that it wasn't a 50-lapper and decided to stay home and they missed out. I think the tire thing is kind of killing people. I, that's... I think, they're, I think they're dumb for letting it kill them. That's like, counterintuitive wait, if you ask me. We just read, I was reading you something about like Hoosier Canada where they can only buy one like right front after it's been raced on for four weeks. Like it, they could have it worse. I, I think the, the tire deal is making for better racing. It's ma- it's closer. Uh, you have more competitive cars. And I mean, you know, hey, if you have the money to buy tires every week and that's how you want to win the races, I mean, more power to you. But we are seeing, I mean, the E-Mods, the the four or five really good ones were all together uh, for much of the race, and it was a hell of a battle between Jeffrey White and Dylan LeBeau. Yeah. So, I mean, I know for some it's like it, it, everything that changes, there are people that like it, and then there's people that don't. And it never, nothing always falls into the laps of everybody where they just, they're all for it. You're either against it or you're for it. And some people, well, I'm not going to race unless I can buy four tires. And some people are like, well, I ain't going to race if people can buy four tires every week. And then you got the people that are there every week that don't care and they'll do what they have to do. And then you got people that are going to skirt the rules and, you know, not to call anybody out, but somebody will bring a car that's not, you know, they'll be there with a car and say they have a car and they don't have a car and they'll buy a tire and put that tire on the car the next week. So they'll have two fresh tires versus everybody's Mm -hmm. one. I can't so, imagine anybody. No, that would nobody do that. would do that, right? Can't imagine anybody that would stop on a track to bring out a yellow flag. No, nobody would do that either every week. Call out people in the text chat and then say it wasn't them. I can't. I can't nah, imagine n- any none of that. Type of there's people. no. There's never any controversy in racing, no matter what you want to do. And you know, I wish somebody would step up and be like, you know what? EJ sells the tires, but I manage what happens to the tires afterwards. Nobody. Everybody wants to talk about it, but nobody wants to step up and do it. I've tried, like, hey, can we make sure that these tires, like, especially the late model tires, can we make sure these go to, like, ground pounder drivers? Oh, well, they're going to have to pay, like, $300. No. Oh, that's mm. kind of ridiculous because, I mean, those guys race for free. We and, should... and they run on four tires a year. They are allowed four new tires a year. Yeah, I mean, we should be doing everything to try to keep them going Can't versus trying to run them, them off. Can't even free you know? armband. But, hey, that's a horse that I'll continue to beat. That's but... a horse of a different color. But anyways, my, my point is, um, yeah, I guess that's a good place to start as far as the rundown. And, and again, big thank you to Ken Copley coming on board and giving uh, shout-outs to his various sponsors, um, All-Star Race Cars in Orange City this week. Um, that's where he houses and works on his cars. And he gave me a bunch of information, and, and during the ad spot later, we'll we'll talk about that. But uh, Ken has come on board to sponsor the various EMOD segments when the EMODs race and give some shout outs to his his sponsors and those that help keep his car on the track. And he'll be busy this week because unfortunately Ken was involved in an incident. He and Curtis Robinson got together fighting for a position in uh, turn one. Ken backed in the wall, a little bit of damage, finished the race. It did affect the car, uh, relegated him to a fifth place finish. And 
he went from the points lead to second. So definitely, uh, definitely a tough night for Ken Copley. But what I like about Ken is he doesn't just – some guys will spin out, hit the wall, they'll be done. Ken doesn't give up. And what I really like is when everything was over, Ken was one of the first people in victory lane to congratulate Dylan. He's always so happy. I, I, I love seeing him at the racetrack, and I didn't even know who he was until last year. I think I was in the hospital, and he had sent you back with, like, a gift for the baby, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it had some, something in there for me. I don't know what it was, a gift card or something, and I did not know who he was, but I'm like, oh, that's cool. It, he's just, you know, he rolls into the pits. He's got a smile on his face, and just he has a positive aura about him. So it's almost like when he shows up, the – you know, your spirits get lifted a little bit. And it kind of reminds me of the munchkins from Wizard of Oz. It's in not what a way. It's not a short joke, but, you know, the lollipop guild and everything, they make me smile. And so does okay. Ken Copley. So just as happy. He demeanor. reminds me of a munchkin, and I don't know why. A munchkin who's not technically a munchkin. Exactly. All right. It's not a short joke. He just reminds me of a munchkin from Wizard of Oz. All right. So there, there you go, Ken. Next time you see Margot, feel free to side-eye her for that, but... It's okay. Um, People I, I tell think me I'm the wicked witch. It's so. a it's a it's a genuine comment. Um, but no, Kent Ken's a great guy and and had a rough night. But uh, again, he has no affiliation with Dylan and that team. Uh, Curtis Robinson finished third. He could have come to Victory Lane to yell at Curtis for getting into him. He didn't do that. No. Ken understands that we're racing. We're battling for positions and contact and crashes and things of that nature are going to happen. And they'll they'll fix it back up and and get him back out there. And he's only three points out of the lead. The championship battle. Uh, likely to be between Copley, LeBeau, and if Jeffrey White runs the rest of the races, probably between him. And he's already behind the eight ball because he missed a race. Um, an extra $1,000, though, due, thanks to their new sponsor, uh, Central Florida Heating and Air Conditioning Incorporated. That's E-Mods. Dylan's sponsor. And that's Dylan's sponsor, but that's also the division sponsor. Oh, is that at the end for the point? Because uh, I think you you hadn't told me about that. That was something that came up after I left. So is that like at the end of – that's a points fund? Yeah, so the sponsor decided um, – I, I knew a little bit going in. I knew it was going to be 300 for the winner, 200 for second, 100 for third. Uh, but the the gentleman uh, was was there in the driver's room. He said, you know what? And and for if you run a heat race, I'm going to give the winner 100 bucks. If you qualify, I'll give the pole sitter – or the fast qualifier, a hundred bucks and a thousand dollars at the end of it with the championship. So does he, he want to sponsor a quarter midget? Yeah, probably not, but, um, that's what they came up with for the EMOD. So uh, I, I think those, I, I think it was nice to, Hey, show up. You, you've got something good coming. And for those that were there, most took advantage of the situation and got a little extra. And I, I think that's going to help keep the EMODs as a solid division for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think that's going to be awesome. And I love seeing when these sponsors come up, like when divisions get sponsored, like the LKQ Super Stocks. That was Dennis, right? Yeah, uh, d- well, Dennis, Dennis kind of works for LKQ. He works for LKQ, so probably had a little influence in them coming over. and All what, this stuff with the emails. I think it's so cool, but what I cannot hate, and I have to what I cannot stand, I'm going to rant for a second, is when you post something and you're like, oh, we have a sponsor for this division. And then somebody goes, well, how come nobody ever does anything? And I'm just going to put it out there for pro late models. That bothers me. Because you say, like, every time somebody says it, like, if you want to sponsor, call. You know, New New Smyrna used to be like, if you wanted to be a division sponsor, you had to pay this amount to the track 
And if you want to do anything extra, then you can do something extra. Now it's like... Just be happy that there's people that want to help any of the divisions. You don't have to go, well, what about us? Not everybody needs a fucking participation trophy. Sorry. And and if there's people out there that want to sponsor the class, like LKQ Superstocks, they they put money into the big race at the end of the year. That's what they wanted to do. And that, okay, that works. If they want to do something different, they can do something different. I just, I can't stand that whole, oh, well, that class got it, but how come we can't? And and JNC Greatall, they did some work at the track and... Asked, I couldn't think of the modifieds it, for some reason. Sorry, they were Jay. asked, do you want to sponsor a class in, in return for the, the help at the track? And that was the deal that was made. So there's there's that. Ooh, they don't pay anything extra. Well, they, they did a lot so that we could continue to race. Well, so I know there's for that. There's tra- more that goes into it than just what somebody gets at their in their pockets at the end. Yeah, and I know for the track, like the division sponsors, I know it can be hard, and I know it can be thankless because uh, with when EJ did the sportsman stuff, that was... It's a thankless thing sometimes. It is, and, and and that's exactly why he stopped doing the dash for cash with the sportsman. They started attacking him like the changes that were happening with the sportsman were his fault. And he's like, no, I just sponsor the class and try to support it and give you guys a little extra race for it, so now I'm not going to do it anymore. Basically, they ran that sponsor out, and now he's with the OKQ Superstocks. Excuse me, sorry. Um, but yeah, it, I liked I liked that the Emods got a little bit of extra money to run for because they have been one of the stronger classes, and the race on Saturday kind of proved it. They didn't have a lot of cars, but it was a good race. It, it was, and, and the top five was relatively close until Ken's incident, but we saw uh, Curtis Robinson get a top three, and then we saw, in my opinion, one of the best races of the year between Dylan LeBeau and Jeffrey White. And let me tell you, Jeffrey White, he's he's got a fast truck, he's got a fast Emod. And he's raced really clean this year. I've seen a lot of growth out of him and that team. A couple of years ago, if they would have been beat like they were by Taylor Watson in the trucks and Dylan LeBeau and the Emods, they'd be pissing and moaning because they blo- they got blocked and there was contact and they got raised dirty. But he's a softy. I, I think him like I don't know if it was him having a baby or what, but he's he's softening up. Dad's settled down a little bit. They seem to be enjoying themselves racing and having good competition to yeah, race against. I think they're. Ba- I think it's back to being fun for them, and I think everybody's going to have something to bitch about at one point or another. But they're actually, I, I enjoy being around them. Yeah, and, and they're they're great to the track. They're competitive. They're they're like the people that in those respective classes, they're people are aiming to beat. And now we've got a few that have stepped up to challenge them, and it makes for good racing. And I think the sponsorship is going to bring some other guys back to the racetrack to make it even more competitive and um, pick up the action. And when the action picks up, you know, more people uh, end up taking uh, taking home some of the rewards because the big dogs will will get crazy with it. And um, maybe maybe some crazy stuff will, will come around the corner. But what a race with Jeffrey White and Dylan LeBeau. I mean, 25 laps of bumper-to-bumper, edge of your seat. I mean, I was almost screaming at the end because anybody could have – it would have – Either one of them could have won the race, and it would have been a, just as exciting. But for Dylan to get that first win and to be so emotional, you can appreciate the emotion of a first-time winner. I cried when I watched his interview, mainly because I knew Molly wasn't there. Oh, I know. And I, I literally so told him because when I told him that I wasn't going to be here this week, he's like, "But me and Dad are racing against each other, and that all changed." And he's like, "Well, what if I win?" I'm like, "Well, it would be very much like you to win when I'm not there." And then, of course, his mom gets sick and he wins when she's not there. And I'm like, well, that trumps him winning when I'm not there. And, and it's funny because, like, you're thinking, oh, well, you know, I'm going to go hang out with your mom for Mother's Day weekend. You end up going over to Citrus. I'm not going to miss anything. Right. You're thinking, <laughs> oh, this is a week to – you missed a lot of good stuff. That Emod race was incredible. The bomber race was interesting. And I got to give Leroy Crawford a big shout-out. 
uh, he was working the back gate and wasn't planning to race. And I had walked through the pits a couple times and I had counted 19 bombers and I'm walking up, uh, the tower and I happen to notice, you know, out in the field where like Roger keeps his enduro car mm-hmm. and where they parked the bombers for world series. Yeah. I saw his car and trailer out there. He never took it home from last week or whatever. So I messaged him and said, Hey, Leroy, we got 19 bombers right now. I think everybody in this pit would appreciate it if you even just come roll the car off the hill for the main event and start the feature so we get the double down. And lo and behold, he said, I'll do my best. Lo and behold, at uh, 720, while I'm interviewing CJ for Driver of the Week, here comes that car rolling into the pit area. And uh, he brought the 20th car. And oh. he, didn't, he didn't have to. No. Um, he could have said, well, I don't care about them. I'm not racing tonight. I have other things. And, uh, he brought that 20th car in. Now he sat out the heat and he messaged me cause there was a couple incidents in the heats and he said, Hey, did everybody make it? And I said, no, the 19, uh, he crashed and weren't able to fix it. They ended up going home. So Leroy didn't race, but he was there and was going to start the feature to help those guys get the double down. So a bomber guys, when you see Leroy, next time he's working the gate, Give him an extra high five. Give him a handshake. Say, you know, he, he tried to help you all get an extra cheeseburger on the night. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool, and I wanted to give that a shout-out. Um, Bomber Race was you, – you said you did watch the Bomber Race? Oh, of course I did. What did you think of it? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, it was interesting to see somebody else apparently win, and of co- I, I just had a feeling. I do not – no. You do not what? Um, the first, I was pissed off in turn one and I did not know what happened. I saw an in-car camera at first from Brandon Monroe's car and I watched the, his in-car camera and you know, most of the time you can't see shit in an in-car camera. Oh, that one you could. You could hear. And my response, you could hear yeah, him. my response was literally, I don't even have to watch the out of car. You straight up got driven through. Was that by the 87? Yes. It was, okay. It was. And that's like the third time he's driven through somebody. And I know that he's friends with Stephen Wright, but it's just... You also have to understand... A lot of these guys uh, put on their helmets and their brains. He's go, also Whoo. about five races into his career. Okay, and? So... Joey Logano's like 500 races into his career, and he's still driving through people. It don't make it okay. That doesn't make it okay, but I just mean, like going all the way, putting like two and a half, two tires, almost didn't. four tires, and the grass to pass three cars before you ever get to the stripe. Not okay, Dustin Higdon. Green flag comes out, we race. He was out of the box, but still, you're not supposed to pass Green until you get to the Green flag comes out, we race. The line. Green flag comes out, we race. Depending on who's race directing. Well, that there's a good he reason. He was not at the there, line. There's a good way to tell who's not coming to the drivers' meetings. You can't pass until after the line. He passed at the, the line. Green flag comes out. We're racing. So he did everything, and he knows what he's got to do. He did everything. He went through, went to tech and went, hey, you should probably look at this, too. Well, guess what? It got Stephen Wright another win. Yeah, that's awesome. Now Stephen Wright has more wins than Dustin. Cool. And now... There's still this whole issue of when somebody gets beat, they go and they wind a tech. Well, this happened with the Bomber Bees, and that's why we lost one. It's bullshit. Well, then If next- you're not going to put up the $500... Sit at your trailer and shut up. Well, then next week, the 87, if he comes back, needs to go to Tech and tell Tech what to look at at the Also, I really then. need to know what, like... Uh, if that's uh, what happened, allegedly. I really I need know. to know, like, oh, we got DQ'd for a gutted hood. The whole car is gutted. 
If you take the interior out of a car, you've gutted it. You've gutted it. Yeah, that. that well, I guess it was something with the bracing. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's intricacies. And Apparently, I they, still need to. They talk couldn't to Ed about quite that, get but. them on what they wanted to get them for, so they got them on something else. But no, I think that the '87 definitely drove quite a bit dirty through turn one, especially knowing the bomber. Something else is going to happen at some point in the race. Well, I did get a. Um, and, and I'm not going to say who sent it or what it was, but I got a very concerning screenshot today that I have saved on my phone. And last time I tried to make light of this and let the two people knew or know that I knew about it, uh, somebody wanted to go all uh, Richard Cranium on me. So I'm going to keep that to, uh, I'm going to keep it to myself, but I do have screenshots of some stuff that was said. And if anybody does anything next race, then I'll make sure that penalties are handed down for premeditated stuff. Um, and the reason why is bombers have a good thing going, and I see all this, all the people on the inside trying to tear it down. I mean, it's been like that. They started a bomber a Facebook page, and do you guys want to? Do you want car count? Do you want people to care about you, or do you want to go back to the five or six bomber cars that no one gave a shit about? Just think about it. You know, you're gonna if if you want to have cars, expect a few that you're gonna have to race. So there's a difference in racing and wrecking. There, oh, there absolutely is 100. percent So. Um, I thought the race on track was good. It was very interesting. It was fun to watch Stephen Wright come from the back. Uh, it was, it was fun to watch Dustin Higdon come from the back after he blew a tire. I also, I just didn't like the inconsistency that, you know, now all of a sudden, and I think uh, Stephen said it best, now we decide to open the rule book. Yeah, that was bad. Um, and here's the thing. The, the scorers who are in charge of the lineup say that they're not in charge of enforcing that rule. I don't understand how that can be. You're well, I chief, just, as, as I know. chief scorer, <laughs> you should know the rules, and especially when it comes to lineup rules, <laughs> right? I know, like, firsthand, every time the ground pounders race, I have to be like, hey, this person starts in the rear, in the heat and the feature, because that's our rule. And they don't seem to care, right? But it's their no. job. No, they don't care. But, but God forbid I go and tell them. Or it's, God forbid the driver just doesn't automatically do it. Or if he does do it and I don't tell them. And here's the other <laughs> thing. they The scorers said they asked somebody if it was in the rules and they said no. It, it wasn't. But it's clearly in there. So I can tell two people who who should have read the rules it's that did It's clearly didn't. in there. But what isn't, and maybe this is just I looked in the class rules, not the regular rules. In the bomber rules, it does not say like the 25 pound weight penalty because now Steven's going to have to have a weight penalty. Is yeah, three after races. three wins. All I saw was just a weight penalty. Oh, so but I didn't wasn't see 25. Yeah, it much? wasn't specific. So if it is 25 oh. pounds, we need to make sure that's in the rule book. I could have sworn it said specifically, but you're probably right because I know it says right under the. Uh, I know he asked about it when you were doing your live last night. So I went and looked at it, but I looked at just the bomber rules. If you win more than three races in one season, you'll receive. Okay, yeah, you'll receive a weight penalty. But it doesn't say so, what it is. Huh? That seems arbitrary. Um, yeah, interesting. I'll let Tech. Fin- but but Stephen Wright will have a weight penalty. What that weight penalty is, I don't know. Put an extra quarter in his car. I guess that counts as weight, right? I don't know. Bar- borrow uh, Tech, CJ's hamburger. <laughs> Tech, you'll you'll have to deal with that. Um, I guess to kind of sum up all this, it was a great race on the track. It was fun. The Bombers have done a great job all year long. I hope it continues. And I hope some of this stuff doesn't start a war that some people aren't going to want to have to battle because um, there's going to be some people that aren't going to want to have to uh, deal with this, and then they'll stop racing, and then we'll lose the car count. We'll lose the good thing right now. But we'll have memories. 
Sorry. You memories every week, whether they're good or bad. So, Sorry. you know, um, the, the ending, the end result of the bomber thing was, was a bit disappointing, but kudos to the bomber guys for coming out and getting a bunch of people out there. Good job, CJ, for winning something and not having it taken away. You can't, you can't lose driver of the week in tech. Oh, and by the way, if anybody has any questions about driver of the week voting, I still have every single week available on my computer and I will gladly show you the results. Wait, is somebody trying to tell you that it's rigged? Oh yeah. People think it's rigged. People think I just go through and pick if, somebody. If Maybe I'll was, do that one week. If it was rigged, Brad off. Blanton would have won last week. Right? Uh, I, I a, ground, a ground pounder driver would win every week even when they're not racing. I, I could tell you... Um, I'm not going to rig something as silly as a fan vote. Oh, is it because CJ won and we have a friendship with them and, like, we made him that sash and it's... It, mm. No, it's just I, I hear stuff in the pits. I, I just... I, I hear... Believe it or not, I hear things as I walk around. Like, people don't know I'm walking around and I hear things. Like, I don't want... So. I, I don't know. Do we really have to put it this way? It is quite literally a popularity contest. It if is. If you don't have any friends, you're not going to win. Well, it, and if you don't do anything with it, the whole point of it, it it's a marketing tool. I, I use it as a marketing tool. Why hey, would you do it before the week? To use Sorry. it as a fucking marketing tool to try to get people interested. It's dumb to do it the week before before no. the races start. Blah, blah, blah. If you think it's dumb, it's because you got no friends. I don't have any friends. I don't have friends either, but I like it that way. Um, I, yeah, I can't. Go figure. CJ wins when I'm not there. And he has the sash that I worked so hard to make. He remembered it. I, I'm glad they, they brought it out like mid-interview, too. It's like, oh, crap, I forgot it. And then it showed up. And I don't know what they did with it in the car. I'm sure they forgot it, too. But this, the sash, it, it still lives. It's fine. It's fine. If he burns it or whatever, I do have extra vinyl from that project. I'll just keep making it. What else raced? Um, Pro-Late models. Yeah, there was eight of those. Ran into each other. <laughs> Patrick Thomas showed up with one last minute. That was cool. It was a good battle between the two nine cars. Yes, the red roof win and the red roof lose. I, I wish Bobby Sears would put Patrick in one of those cars permanently. Oh, well, I think it kind of, see, and I, I know a lot of it with Patrick is the, both boys are playing like baseball or football, whatever it is this time of year. I want to say yeah, football. They've got more going on than racing. Tanner's also running dirt. Patrick's running dirt. So they've got a lot of stuff going on. But I was glad to see that he was able to show up even though. I didn't get to see that he no, showed it was, up. No, it was a nice surprise, and it added an element to the race that wouldn't have otherwise been there, because Brad may have walked the dog on everybody. Yeah, and Brad and Patrick can race each other hard. They're like Ricky Bobby and Cal Naughton Jr., like in the beginning of the movie. Sorry. <laughs> what do you... What do you... Uh, I'm trying to see. I can't remember what else raced. Um, uh, making me... Oh, Sportsman. That, yeah, Sportsman. I did not watch the Sportsman race at all. Because I, I knew it was a good, it was, it was an interesting and unexpected sportsman race. Um, so the Pro Late Model Twin 50s ended up being Twin 25s, driver's choice. Um, Brad May won both of them. The bounty still remains, so. Does it go up every time? No, up. it's $1,000. But here's the thing. It, it baffles me that we hear, what do we hear all the time? Oh, New Smyrna doesn't pay enough. New yeah. Smyrna doesn't pay enough. New Smyrna doesn't pay enough. And I know that. Given how big the track is and how you know quickly, people just does people just don't want to race New Smyrna and they don't have the balls to admit it, so they have to make every right. Excuse so they the take book. the easy excuse. The about announcer payout. hurt my feelings, but somebody had an opportunity to make one trip. Okay, so one trip, each Pro Late Model Fifty pays twelve hundred to win, which isn't bad for a weekly event. No. You win both those races, 
you win the bounty, that's thirty four hundred bucks. And they were they ended up being huh? Oh, you he he has to finish the race. Never. Brian does have to finish the race. Yes, there's always a caveat. Well, that's why. What do you mean? That's why. That's why nobody's coming out. They can't just take him out. (laughs) Well, I guess nobody can. I I think Michael Hine could be. Oh, Michael Hine. He's probably the one person. Sorry, Brad. I think some. Uh, I would probably I cheer for Michael. Hyde. Anthony Campy Racing is capable of finding a driver that could come out and beat him. Anthony Campy himself, probably. Um, there's a couple Skinners other guys could do it. The Skinners if could they want to do it. Do but it. They, they, I hope Jamie's doing all right. I know he had some surgery and stuff, and I guess they just they don't have a driver this year, so they're. I don't know. Maybe just taking a year off to regroup and whatnot. Uh, that's definitely the Skinners RCS not being there is definitely. You can feel that. A lack of presence in the in the pit area. Um, I know there was stuff at Nashville. I know there's stuff at Auburndale. Someone was going off on Facebook about, oh, you can't run late models the same time as Auburndale. Did they tell Nashville the same thing? I, they probably should have because that's where that's where all these guys went that might have been at New Smyrna. I don't know if you did. You are you going to cover that and around the state? Have you paid any attention? I, I to know it? William Byron knocked Stephen Nassi out of the way to win, so it's kind of ironic the finish of that NASCAR race on Sunday. Yeah, as if Stephen Nassie wouldn't have done the same thing to literally anybody else. No, but my, my point is there was good money on the line for a weekly show at New Smyrna, and still our local crop of guys showed up, and nobody else did. So I don't understand this whole New Smyrna doesn't pay enough. And, and Skinny had a good point. When we put up good money for the super stocks, all these guys for the, 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 the talk stuff about New Smyrna all over the internet, they still didn't show up, so... It it's can't just, just be pe- money. People just don't want to run New Smyrna Speedway. No. They just want to run their mouths. That's all. No. Running so, your mouth ain't going to win you any money either. So You're going to be on your own for the sportsman race because I didn't even watch it. Well, I'm going to listen to you talk about it, though. So the sportsmen have been a very interesting, almost enigma this year because there's like two dri- There's three drivers that have been to every race. And unfortunately, one of those drivers, Dave Warning, didn't even start. Uh, I know. I know. Um I guess the tires being so expensive have kind of killed that weekly division. But each week we've had interesting people show up. Like one week, Tim Sozio showed up and won. Um, this week, Jason Vale showed up out of nowhere. I didn't expect to see Jason Vale at New Smyrna for a 25-lap sports and race. Um, I didn't expect to see, oh, who else? Um, Ricky Moxley. I didn't expect to see him there. It was good to see Danny Fry come back. Yeah, and it's funny. Danny Fry won that race back last, like, September or October, and there was still one race to go, and I'm like, hopefully we'll see you at the next one. He goes, nope, I'm tearing the car down and redoing it. Well, and I believe that, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, his wife had a baby either right before or right after I did, so he was taking some time off anyways. Yeah, and he's never been a full-time racer. He is a he's a hobby guy. I'll do it when I can. Um, why did Waring not start? Because I know the last race he was having some issues with transmission. his distributor. His transmission. Damn it, Caitlin. I, I heard him go out for practice, and towards the end of practice, it didn't sound too good. And uh, he, he said he was just off the gas, coasting in, but I'm like, yeah, something ain't right, and then he never started. And uh, it was too bad because he had a, he has a shot to be up in the one of the top point guys if he just runs the races this year. And he's run more already than he's planned to. So um, the sportsmen are just going to be a weird composite of who decides to show up. And honestly – with Vale there, with Danny Fry there, with Ricky Moxley there, it was a very interesting race. Uh, Jason Vale dominated the heat, looked to be the guy to beat. Danny Fry let a lot of the race burn his stuff up a little bit. Vale got by, late race caution, and Danny Fry had a great restart and kind of he drove Jason up the track a little bit. But I expected Jason Vale to be really mad. 
because he can kind of be ornery. He doesn't really show it, but you know Jason Vale. He can get sour. He was a gracious second-place finisher. It's like he came, he got beat, he got driven up the track a little bit, but had a good time, and it was good to see that. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so it was good to see Danny Fry in victory lane. Um, interesting group. Of, Steve Barnes was there. It was I'm nice to see the old mad scientist there. Walter he ran Wright. like crap, but he was there. After uh, <laughs> I went up to him, said, it's about how his wheelman racing is gone. It's so funny. I, I went up to him and he had told me he was coming, and I was like, "Oh, it'll be good to see you." And uh, so I stopped by, and I'm like, "Fancy to see you here, Mister. I'll never go to New Smyrna anymore." He goes, "I never said never. I said you'd be hard pressed to find me there." I'm like, "Well, here you are," and he's like, "Here I am. I'm not buying tires though." It's because he likes the lighting. It's the only well, track that he can actually see to get I around. Like, I like having Steve there. He's an interesting character. And I told him, like, yeah, I've been following your wheelman stuff. And he's like, hey, I've never qualified last and I've never finished last. But I still suck. Yeah, he's finished ninth out of ten. Well, that's it's not, not last. last. It's not last. So kudos to Steve. I'm glad he's doing what's making him happy. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So inter- it, it was a great race between Danny Fry and Jason Vale. I will say... The Emod race stole the show. Uh, the Bomber A race on paper, very interesting. Uh, the DQ is a DQ finish always takes a little away from the actual race. Uh, Sports and race was better than I thought it was going to be going into the night. Uh, prolates were the prolates. That's yeah. about how I can put it. It was the night was it was good. I enjoyed it. I had fun. Uh, we got done at a decent time. I didn't get home at a decent time because what time did you guys protest. get done? Around ten thirty, something like that. We were done at Citrus for a whole hour and a yeah, half. Yeah, you guys were done at like nine thirty. <laughs> it was like nine oh five, I think. But then again, they start the heats at like six thirty, so that helps. Yeah, and the heats were kind of well. The features were pretty clean. So. Yeah, no, that always helps too. Um, I feel bad for Mike Amato getting torn up. Uh, Jeff Johnston actually reached out, asked for Mike Amato's contact information. And then I heard from Mike Amato asking me for Brad May's contact information. So I have a feeling we'll see Mike back, which is a good thing because we need our prolate guys. That's good. Yeah. Sometimes I forget that he has a prolate, and I'm like, he wasn't in super No, it's, just, it's easy to forget because they run like once a month nowadays. But, no, it's tough to see that. Uh, you hate seeing a big wreck, especially early. Um, hopefully Colby Clements' car will get put back together. Um, Jeff Johnson got two career best thirds. If bad luck, Colby would not have any luck at all. Uh, absolutely. He's like, and it's always been like that. Like even when it, his truck, he would have a really good night, and then like a something real stupid shit would night. happen. That seems to always be the case for him. And he's he's always the one that gets the short end of somebody else's crap. You know what I mean? Always has been. Always. Yeah. So hopefully they'll be back. Um, it 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 was good to see us. You know, okay. So the modifieds, the superlates, and the prolates, kind of the the marquee divisions, if you will, have not shown up really this year. Um. We had four modifieds, we had six superlates, and we had six prolates the first time. So to be up to eight, I'll give them a little bit of credit. It's better than six and four. Yeah. But still, like, last year last year the prolates were in, like, double digits every week. So uh, RCS not being there definitely uh, is disappointing. The 19 not being there. But uh, they, they live so far away, and they've been through a lot last year. I'll give them a pass, too. So, yeah. Like I said, on paper, weird night, but go watch on Speedway video if you didn't. And there was really good racing, really good racing. So that's how I'll chalk up New Smyrna. Uh, to transition. Wait, no, while we're at New Smyrna, should we still give our quarter midget babies a little Oh, love? yes, yes. It was, it was a doubleheader weekend at New it Smyrna. It was a doubleheader weekend. I have the quarter midget results. All right, give, give, our, give us our winners. Uh, for Red Rookie, Owen Allman, Junior Honda, Easton Gardner. 
Senior Honda, Gavin Gardner. Uh, heavy Honda, Caden Ashton, Junior 160, Easton Gardner again. <laughs> heavy World, Caden Ashton again. Did you just have to talk about the same people over and over again? Light Pretty one, much. Light 160, Gavin Gardner, and Heavy 160, Cole Lucas. And for the Cole month- Lucas. Wait a minute. Cole Lucas has really stepped up his game this oh, year. Yeah. And he won in the Venom car this week. Not the green one. Oh, really? Yeah. That, that, that car that was, like, always terrible. Yeah. They have, man, the team and the driver. Cole Lucas is my vote for most improved quarterback driver this year. Absolutely, hands down. Not Easton? Never mind. He's still spinning out, like, two or three times every oh, no, race. No, but, but we all knew Easton was going to be good. Yeah, that's true. I mean, come on. Um, let's see. And then for the mother's race, oh, how was that, the mom's okay. race? Okay, so let me talk about that. First of all, Quarter midget races were outstanding. Great racing. Not a whole lot of crashes. Because uh, they knew their moms didn't good, actually want to be there. Good turnout, despite it being Mother's Day. So thank you to all the moms for supporting your kids. And thank you to all the kids for making your moms feel special by letting them race your cars at the end of the night. Um, so that was wild. It was a really awesome idea. Um, none of the moms have passed rookie training. So getting the race started. So they're on the same level as Joey Logano. Yeah. Um, getting the race started was... Whew, uh, I started to record and because uh, I, I wanted to record the race and, and on, on my phone and send it to Tom to put up so that the moms had a, a place to go back and and watch, have an archive of the video. And Johnny Miller goes, I don't know if we need to be recording that. And he kind of gave me that like, you know, wink, wink look um, when I wasn't sure if he was serious or not, but he didn't yell at me. So, um, but yeah, I started recording and I was like, oh, this is a cluster and we hadn't even started yet. So I cut all that. I didn't even send that part to Tom, but it took a while to get started there was cra- there was ten of them. I couldn't believe there was ten moms that a can. This is no the, no offense meant. Uh, meant let, here. let me say it. He can't believe that the moms could fit in the quarter midgets. There's some I, tall moms exactly. out there. Have you seen Miss Lucas? Yes, She's tall. Exactly. There are some tall moms, and um, we got we got them all in there. And there I could I I thought maybe there'd be three, four, or five of those moms out there, and there was ten. So it was a little bit chaotic, but it was fun. Now, were they all in quarter midgets, or some of them were in the half midgets? Uh, there was a, I believe there's at least one half. Because I know out there. one of the rookie training car, or one of the arrive and drive cars, is a half midget, and I think there's actually like two of them. So yeah, there might have been another one. I can't remember. So um, the moms race, they had to be current, like their kids had to be drivers, and they had to be the members yep. of the club. I don't know if it was USAC or just and our they, club. They had red plates, so they were slow. Yeah. But that's to keep because some were junior Honda, some were arrive and drive cars, some were half midgets. So they all had red plates. So they're all basically uh, the same. Um, it was, it was interesting. It was a lot of fun. It was. I, I've loved the fun races that we've done. Like the the pursuit race earlier this year for charity was awesome. Those are my favorite races of yeah. all time. So I'm gonna assume that it was Caden Ashton's mom that won. Yes. So yes. he must get driving skills from her because he won twice. He, and he she was won. on it, yeah. So the Ashtons were, they had a good day. And it, it was a lot of fun. It did, it made it go a little long. And I was trying to get over and see you guys. So that was, I was like, okay, when this is done, like I'm. It's okay. We were at the winery. We were, uh, yeah, we were you guys not were, even you missing weren't even you. Missing me, I know. But I, I was like, all right, when this is over, I hit the Irish goodbye. And I hate doing that because I hate to just show up and, and leave. You know me. I like to. I like to hang around for a little while and that that video has gotten uh 293 views okay, on that's Speedway not bad. video. And I had to laugh yesterday because Dawson's grandfather texted me asking if I was in it because yeah. he saw the video. That's funny. And the only like connection he has to the quarter midget is that 
we got Dawson one. So I thought it was funny that he knew about it. No, but it was it was fun. I will say that um, I had to text Holly and be like, all right, I can't wait for this this bomber drama bomber drama bomber drama to be done. Uh, text me the end results because I need to go home because I got to get up and get back to the quarter major. So it was definitely it reminded me of when I was uh, a manager at Blockbuster back in the day, and I'd have to oh, work till one. Yes, I'd I'd work till like one o'clock, shut down the shore uh, the store, go home, take a nap wake up to be there at eight o'clock in the morning to open the store. I hated close opens. It was yeah. like a close open. And I, I'm like, all right, when I first get there, I'm going to Todd. I'm getting myself coffee and a sandwich. So I woke up and I was good. But I, man, whew, I felt it. I remember I doing close opens it. at Fat Boys and still going to the racetrack after the race. <sighs> Talk about worn During out. During speed weeks at yeah. that. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's, Oof. Like working from eight to eight, then going to New Smyrna, then driving home, then being right back. Yeah, and that's the, like, that's like an hour and a half away. That's crazy. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> but yeah, good. Congrats to the moms. Maybe next year uh, I won't do it because no, no. If we do it again, you're doing it. And if we do something for Father's Day, I want to do one. That'd be so fun. I want to see you and uh, get holding in one. Old Dad Malone. Oh, Matt. Yeah. Oh, I'll take him out. <laughs> Dennis. Oh, I'll take As Dennis out, too. somebody who grew up watching Dennis Gardner race, no, he does <laughs> not need to be in a quarter midget. Just Man, watch Easton. I think me, Dennis, and Matt Malone all in a race just, would just be, that would be so much fun. Throw um, Eddie Evans in there for Oh, uh, give, give I'll take his ass out, too, just so I can hear him talk about it on Facebook. And I mean that in, yeah, I, I mean that with all due respect, just because. So what be you're funny. saying is, we got to buy the club membership before then. Well, you're automatically a club member because you work there. So for Holden, and we'll get you in just a grudge match between you and Holden. What's there? What grudge is there? I don't have a grudge. None at all. I just think I will be funny. spin him out though. Have it's you fun. seen me a little 500? Oh, I missed that place. I'm so sad now. I'm sad. The podcast. Oh, but is that was really fun. Uh, it was fun to watch. I did watch it. I'm like, yeah. I'm so glad I wasn't in it. It would have been like two hours long. They would have had to call the race. Uh, we would have three strike. You're out. Inst- rule. Instead of like single file lives. restarts, like only one car can fire at a time. <laughs> the amount of line violations in the first turn alone. Green flags out. We're racing. <laughs> Just like the bomber race. <laughs> send the bomber drivers to rookie training May 27th. Oh goodness. Um, that's the bombers are the rookie training, babe. What don't you understand about this? <laughs> and then on, um, so to tag along with New Smyrna and the quarter midgets, May 28th, we have family fun night and the quarter midgets are going to be out there. So come see our little chickens, give them some love. Yeah, that'll be cool. And then uh, our next race is June. It was cool to see uh, fourth, Brentley Jones and his family at family fun night a couple weeks ago. That was fun. Yeah, my knee, my knee doesn't think so. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, great job by the quarter midget kids. All, a lot of fun as always, no matter what day it's on. Um, I so, love those kids. Speaking of quarter midgets, we'll transition to the NASCAR race with that. Joey Logano won in his throwback quarter midget scheme. Everyone was—I was listening to Door Bumper Clear today, and they kept calling it a Legends car. It was not a Legends car, folks. Have you ever seen a Legends car with bars on the outside? Yeah. Have you front? ever seen the front bumper? I just said other than the front. Do they have bars on the roof? No. They do. They're just under a body. Hello, chassis. You know what I mean. It's folks. Joey Logano's throwback was to his Ugly. quarter midget, and it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the prettiest thing with the yellow Pennzoil logo on the side. But the yellow Pennzoil logo would have been better than that ugly gold. So, Marco, I want to ask you. No, you don't. Before we talk about the entire race, where's my mouse? Come Ricky here. Stenhouse finished eighth. Dude, he's. he's I had think a he's couple, been in the top twelve every race. He's had a couple of good weeks. Um. 
So I want you to don't look at my scores. As far if you think I can read, okay, all good. The you can't see all the way over here. Okay, good. Um, what do you give the Darlington Racing overall? As from what you saw the race, what do you? How would you score the racing on a scale of one to ten? Ten being good. Seven. You, okay, a seven. I gave it an eight. As far as exciting, how exciting was it on a scale of one to ten? Nine. A nine. It loses a point. Okay, I gave it a ten. Uh, the finish on a scale of one to ten, would you give it a zero. See, I gave it an zero. eight. In in, it it would have been a t- if Joey had raced William and not just dumped him, or bumped him, or knocked him the hell out of the into the parking lot. I would have given it a payback. ten. That yeah. had that had the setup of another Ricky Craven Kurt Busch type finish. And Joey Logano just said, "Nope, nope, I'm not giving it any chance." I just thought it would be so cool for William Byron to win in, in the car, 07 oh. Darlington throwback. Like, don't even get me started. I mean, your yeah. mom and I had the conversation about it, and your mom could not give two shits. No, about but even racing. she found herself rooting for that car at the end. There. It's, it's like when you're like, "Oh, she doesn't cheer," and she's cheering when I'm yep. watching the races. She's cheering for Chase and William Byron. Your mommy. No, I mean, I, it would have been a ten out of ten if it wasn't. For Zero. the way it went down. Uh, lead changes, um, I, I got a scale here, and it had 24, which gives it a 6. So that's not bad for Darlington. 10 for the number. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it was a very competitive race, really competitive. And then uh, overall enjoyment on a scale of 1 to 10, How uh, overall, how did you enjoy the race? I enjoyed it as far as Darlington goes. Yeah. I mean, it's always my favorite because it's on Mother's Day, and it's the throwback, and I love the that throwback helps. schemes. I gave it so. a, I gave it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, overall, I, it scored an 8.4 on my scale. And for those of you that listen to the show every week, that is the highest race. Uh, Talladega got an 8, but the highest non-restrictor plate race since Coda, where it got a 7.2. Um, it brings our season total up to a 6.88 out of 10, so not bad. Um, honestly, despite what the score says, it might not be the highest score on the scorecard, but it's my favorite race of the year. And now we're on to Kansas. Kansas, which I'm looking forward to because I really enjoyed Las Vegas, which is very similar to Kansas. Yeah, and I don't remember Kansas last year because I was in the hospital. Uh, yeah, I don't remember Kansas either because it was with that horrible 550 package, and it was boring. I remember was it was it Anthony Alfredo two years ago that that flipped at Kansas? Yes. How could you forget? <laughs> How could you forget? I just remember telling you that he flipped at Kansas, and you're like, nobody no, flips nobody at Kansas. Nobody flips at Kansas. Oh, shit. No, but uh, Darlington, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you got very happy because Ross Chastain wrecked himself out of the lead. <laughs> we had that big wreck with Martin Truex Jr. late. He got loose on a restart and wrecked half the field, which was... <laughs> I couldn't believe how many wrecks there were, but that, that shows you. Then I got called out because, oh, you people that were happy that Ross Chastain wrecked. And there are some people. Y'all that, are the same people that cheer when Bubba Wallace wrecks, so eat up watermelon. There you go. Um, there was that new strip of asphalt that they put down off uh, into turn two. So coming off turn two, there's a transition with these cars. When you get them upset, and if you put too much wheel in, you're going around. And we saw all the trouble off turn number two. That was... To me, it's like I've been saying all year, I, I love this new car because it keeps you on edge. Anything can happen at any time. There can be a yellow, a spin, a wreck. Um, we had 24 lead changes, which for Darlington is really good. To me, I, I really enjoyed the race flag to flag. Definitely, I get it. Bump and run, wins matter more than anything anymore. Uh, so do what you got to do. But like I was saying when we were discussing the, the finish score, uh, I would have given it a 10 out of 10 if Joey had raced for it. And 
I I am unlike most people. I do not hate Joey Logano like everybody else seems to. He is a villain, but as far as villain goes, he's my favorite villain. Um, I just wish he would have raced for the lead a little bit. Yeah, I, I would have been okay with William Byron losing because you know that is my driver. I would have been okay with him losing if it was like clean, it, you know. But then people are, oh, he did the same thing to Stephen Nassie. I'm sorry, Nashville and Darlington are two completely different tracks. You raced them two completely different ways. Leave my precious little angel baby. And, and yeah, his we're late talking model late models and cup. It's it's two different things. Uh, I also did see something funny. I, Jeff Gordon wasn't happy about it. Um, he was saying, oh, you know, that's just what he does. And then somebody posted a picture of Jeff Gordon up Rusty Wallace's ass, knock him out of the way at <laughs> Bristol. So, I mean, I think we've all, if we all put ourselves in that same situation, the outcome would probably be the same. So, um, great race. The, I mean, I, I'm I, still saying it was rigged because it was Logano's Mach 1 Mustang that was pacing the field. Rigged. Oh, come on. It should have been Harry Gant's car, but they wouldn't let the Skull Bandit out there because, well, you can't, you can't, advertise cigarettes and tobacco products anymore. So we so. can promote obesity. Yes. But not... <laughs> obesity is fine. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was telling my mom, who was kind of watching the end, I was holding Peyton, and, and mom was next to me, and... I was, I was freaking like, out. It looked like William Byron was just going to drive away to his third win of the year, and then all of a sudden, Logano came out of nowhere. So I think I think Byron burned his tires off or had a slow leak or something. Was that driven through? Well, he did ultimately, so it's easy <laughs> it's easy to say that because that's a finality and we know that happened. But he was it looked like he had the race wrapped up. It looked like it was going to be a rather tame finish iPad. and then Logano comes out of nowhere and I think Logano had the speed and he had a whole nother six corners to get yeah, by and clean. Joey had a fast car all day. He did. It's, he was there's no led the most laps. I can't freaking stand the guy. I've never yep. liked him, but he had a fast car. But he had it's not like he just lucked into the win or came out of nowhere and no, dumped and somebody to win. No, and he did say that he was giving William payback. Yeah. There's something that happened earlier in the race where he literally, like, drove up and I, he I'm ran sorry. out of track. I it's saw that payback. restart, and it looked like every other restart. Yeah. Guys were getting out of shape and lose off turn number two. Martin Truex got pushed up, caused a big wreck. Um, Ross Chastain pushed What's up and got into the guy on the outside and wrecked. Restarts. This car is not restart friendly. It's no, it's because there's not as the there's not last year they had all the stability in the world oh, with with the car. This year there's the stability's not there, which makes for better racing. And uh but it's tighter and if you get into somebody, you're going to lose the car and I mean, I I see, you know, when it happened live, I didn't notice it. I didn't think anything of the restart. Just I just saw him go all over the place. I'm like, "Oh, yeah, typical restart. Everybody's all over the place." Um, but I didn't see anything malicious there. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, but, you know, I guess when you have one in 40 races and you got a lot of pressure on you because the Fords aren't performing, you know, take at them at least you your get them. car wasn't so undrivable that you had to get out of it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, that brings me to uh, the Richard Cranium Award of the Week does go to Kyle Busch. Yeah. Hands down. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I, when it happened live, when he parked the car, I'm like, oh, it broke the, the tow link on the front. It just it won't drive anymore. But then if you remember back Darlington last year when he drove through all the cones and almost hit those people and NASCAR find him, I think Kyle Busch said, you know what? I'm not even taking a chance this year and just parked his car and got out. It would have been so funny to see his, like, foot get... And this is as somebody who does not hate Kyle Busch. Like, his foot gets stuck on the window net and him just face plant. Oh, like uh, Brian Silas did? Not, it's... I don't know. The stand's being weird. Just... Yeah, Brian Silas. Brian Silas, the 99 truck at Martinsville one you year. You know, he to... used to race at New Smyrna in Orlando. Did he? Yep. I, he the ran name sounds. It sounds like one of those names. Um, 
Somebody, I was listening to Door Bumper Clear again, and they had a good point. Like, uh, Tommy Baldwin was, he he laid into Kyle Bush. He called him a little beep, little bee. And, um, yeah, please tell me more. He Tommy did Baldwin. not, uh, he did not hold back on his comments about Kyle Bush. And then the, the Door Bumper Clear guys were like, yeah, you know, um, I, I feel like one of the NASCAR officials should have been like, oh, the car won't turn in, huh? And hop in. And, and if the car would drive back, find him 100 points. And if not, then let him go. I thought that, I think that would be funny. But, uh, yeah, Kyle Bush wins the Richard Cranium Award. Uh, the car it, was undrivable. Why? It had no driver. It wasn't in it. That's, I love the text from last race that NASCAR Chasm does. It's almost as good as the guy on TikTok that does the recaps, and he puts on the glasses. On oh, yeah. The, You'll the, have to show Logano me that when it comes <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. But the text from last race and Joey Logano and Kyle Bush. So what happened? car was undrivable. So Why? to wrap up the... Because we're getting long-winded here to to wrap up the NASCAR portion of the show. My favorite race of the year, hands down. Yeah, it's all right. Margo got to react like I did when Kyle Busch won at Bristol Dirt. She w- jumped up and flipped off the TV. Yep. So we all have our drivers and that we I, like I and dislike. I literally went, I'm going to be Ryan for a second. And then very quietly, I did not cuss or anything. Just <laughs> tons of, uh, yeah. But that that's what's fun about watching the races in our household. We We have a bunch that we like. A bunch of the same drivers that we like, and we have a different drivers that we like to hate, and different drivers that we like to cheer for. It's kind of fun. It's a fun dynamic. I yeah, enjoy. Dawson's it. the only one. Dawson loves Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney. Good picks. I like both of them too. Um, last thing I wanted to say about the NASCAR race: uh, we're twelve races in, and there's ten winners. Wow. Fourteen races to the cutoff. Um, sixteen make the chase. Do you think we'll have sixteen winners before the playoffs? I don't think we'll hit sixteen. How many do you think we'll hit? Like 14. 14? Or or we'll be like right on the cusp and be at like 15, and then it'll be a repeat winner for the cutoff. Okay. So we're at 10. I think there's going to be 13. Um, I think going into Kansas, out of the drivers that have won this year, I think Kyle Busch is the best bet to win. Chase. Chase? Yeah. Okay. Like 8 to 1 odds. Out of the drivers that haven't won this year, I'm going Martin Truex for Kansas. Ricky Stenhouse. Ricky Stenhouse, I like, okay, you, now that, I feel like that is a passion pick, but that's okay. It's 100%. 100% passion. <laughs> uh, I love Ricky, and he's had such a good season, so I think, I think he's getting a win this year. It could happen. It'll be at a, a super speedway. It'll and be he's at like got Talladega Atlanta and Daytona to if do that. If he wins so. at Daytona he's while in. we're there, I might You'll shit die. my pants. You'll die. <laughs> so yeah, Kansas coming up this week, and of course we'll recap that and grade it on next week's show. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break here. Thank all of our sponsors, tell you about all of our supporters. Uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to hear from Dalton Nelson, driver of the 94 open wheel modified. Uh, he'll tell us about his adventures at Citrus and his plans for the rest of the year. And we'll, we'll get to know Dawson, uh, Dalton a little bit, not Dawson, <laughs> Dalton. And, uh, it's actually after, kind of funny because when Dawson was cheering for Dalton, he kept, go Dawson. Of course he did. Of course. See, it's it, it, easy to slip up. Or he would call um, him Delton. Delton, sure. Just yeah. combine them all. Um, and then after that, we'll go around the state. Margo will join us for the first part of that. And then we'll uh, wrap up another episode here. So stay tuned. <laughs> well, folks, we'd like to take an opportunity here and thank our great sponsors at the Racing with Ryan podcast. Um Again, the the support of all these companies coming on board and supporting the show and supporting local short track racing uh, says a lot about the community that we have and that uh, short track racing is alive and well. And I know a lot of these sponsors not only sponsor this show, but sponsor various race cars 
or our, our companies run by people very involved with our racing community. So, of course, we'd like to give them some love here on the podcast. And, um, you know, if you're in the need of these services, think about them. Think about the people that support what we love. And, of course, we'll start with our anchor sponsor here, American Auto, located in New Smyrna Beach, 1523 South Dixie Freeway, of course. They are headed up by our very own E.J. Wilcox and our pace car driver, our tire guy. And let me tell you, that is a very thankless job that he has right now. And uh, he does a good job with it, whether you think so or not. Um, you know, that's that's a tough spot to be in right now. But a uh, big thank you to him and American Auto. Uh, give them a call, 386-428-1941. All kinds of great deals. You'll receive the best prices on uh, all, their, all your name brand tires. Uh, personalized hometown service uh, for your vehicle, any of your service needs, they will take care of you. No credit needed. Just stop in, let them know what's going on. They do free AC checks, tires, wheels, uh, automotive services, RV maintenance and repairs, uh, your air conditioning. Summer's coming, guys. So stop in, get your AC service, make sure you're good to go for the summer. Big thank you to American Auto, American Auto, one of our root sponsors here, and, of course, big shout-out to our friends at 124 Welding and Fabrication. Of course, that is Ron D'Alessandro, the president, who we had on the show last week of the Florida Southern Ground Pounders. Um, does great fabrication and welding work, just like it says. Also, uh, some awesome metalworking that he does. You can find his Etsy shop. That's 124 Welding and Fab on Etsy. Buy some great gifts. I mean, I was on there the other day, and I, I wanted to buy the whole store. I, I don't have the money to do that. Um, but again, uh, all kinds of great ideas. It would really be a hit for any birthdays or, you know, Christmas. It's going to be here before you know. If you want to get an early jump on Christmas shopping, holiday shopping, uh, check out uh, Ron's Etsy shop, 124 Welding and Fab on Etsy. You can buy some great art pieces. And, uh, you know, hey, need welding and fab work done, hit them up. 124 Welding and Fabrication. You can find them on Facebook. And get in touch with Ron Alessandro if you need anything done. He will take care of you as well. This week's episode is also brought to you by Jesse's Repair Services, 386-243-0005, 386-243-0005, or you can email him at jessiesrepairs at gmail.com. For your general mechanical repair and automotive hydraulic needs, make sure you check out Jesse's Repair Service, 386-243-0005. This week's EMOD segment sponsorship is brought to you by All-Star Race Cars in Orange City, Florida. Uh, They started in 1989 winning winning numerous track and series championships and the NASCAR Winston Racing Series Championship in 1995 all the way from Maine all the way down to Florida. Also, that is the shop that Ken Copley, the number uh, number 7 EMOD, comes out of, winner of the 2020 track championship at New Smyrna. Big thank you to Ken Copley sponsoring these EMOD segments and giving his uh, sponsors a shout-out. So this week we shout-out All-Star Race Cars. Um, I'm telling you, that's a good good shop to come out of if you're looking to get in this EMOD division with that new sponsorship. Make sure you check them out. Who knows? You might be the next championship ride out of All-Star Race Cars. And coming back on board for another couple of episodes, we welcome Never Give Up and Andy Morrison once again to the show. Um, Never Give Up and, and Andy, they, they do auto auto parts pickups. So if you need anything picked up, give Andy a call at 
765-1769. That's never give up. They pick up auto parts and more. So if you're looking to pick up your auto parts and need them uh, need them brought over to you, give Andy a call. Again, that's 407-765-1769. And again, like I said on last week's show, Andy does a lot of great work in the pit area for the bomber divisions. He's got giveaways for those guys from time to time. If you see Andy scooting around the pits, make sure you say hello, make his day, and don't forget, never give up. They'll pick up your auto parts for you, and uh, they'll definitely take care of you, just like Andy does those bomber A drivers in the pits. Thank you for coming on board, Andy. All right, so we welcome to the Racing with Ryan hotline driver of the number 94 open-wheel modified, Mr. Dalton Nelson. Dalton, Dalton, how you doing? Good, how are you? Pretty good. For whatever reason... When I go to say your name, I want to say Dawson all the time. So I, I apologize. I mean, it's fine. I take that over Dawson. Some people, when I talk to them on the phone, are like, your name's Dawson. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, that, that's right. The, the other day at, uh, at Quarter Midges, I got called something completely different. So uh, what, what's a name anyways? But uh, right. <laughs> thank you for uh, taking some time to uh, talk to us. It's always good to, uh, to hear from other drivers around the state. And uh, I hear that you had a very interesting fifth-place finish this past Saturday at Citrus County Speedway. Uh, how, how was your night over there? Yeah, the uh, feature was um, interesting, to say the least. Um, started off good, qualified third. Feature um, had a couple of altercations within the first two laps that kind of knocked the front end out of the car and had to come from the back. So, showed good speed, um, just... Only had one caution there at the beginning and probably needed a couple more to catch back up to the leaders. Well, it's a, a good thing that it didn't knock you completely out of the race because I heard that there might have been uh, somebody who was acting like a wrecking ball. Yeah, I was uh, glad it just, you know, I said just knocked the toe out. Um, after I went back and watched the back bumper cam off of Jason Lester's car, I didn't realize that uh, when I got hit, my front end was completely off the ground. So definitely got lucky that it didn't break anything. Yeah, and uh, you were just telling me you've uh, started to work on the car, and now you found even more problems with it. So sounds like uh, sounds like it was a wild night. Now, did that contact have anything to do with the issues you have now, or is that just circumstance? No, just coincidental. I think um, is it a problem for having an hour on the back of the car? Nothing really happened back there. So gotcha. It's just a coincidence. Well, for you to be able to battle back to fifth, I mean, I'm I'm sure you'll take it. it it sounded like, and I don't know what the deal is, but it sounds like everybody's kind of down on modifieds right now. Do you have any, any, you know, outlook on what's going on? Why, why the fields are short? I mean, Auburndale's thinking about getting rid of their class. New Smyrna's struggling to draw modifieds, and to only have eleven at Citrus was kind of surprising. Yeah, it, yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, you know, obviously, cost of everything's going up. Yeah, um, price of fuel to get to the racetrack. I think that along with just the fact of not knowing if the tracks are gonna have tires when you show up plays a yeah. deal you know um, especially with the modifieds you know we have a lot of motor little tire go through them probably quicker than most classes so if you can't get tires then there's really no point in showing up yeah that's a good point and uh, i just i just heard uh from from new smarter that we actually had to move the modifieds because the uh the guys that did want to run this weekend didn't want to do it on just one tire, and that's where our limits are with the tires right now. So that, that makes a lot of sense. The The tire deal is tough. I mean, if you have a parts failure, it's tough to get, you know, there there are certain parts that are hard to get, the fuel yeah. that you mentioned. So I, I think instead of just looking at, you know, how many cars did 
place A and place B get. It's like, how good was the racing? That's what we need to focus on because, right. I mean, at this point, I feel like it'd just be easy for tracks to say, okay, no racing for a while. And I think that's even worse than a couple of guys, you know, not racing, you know? Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like I said, it, with everything going up, it's hard, you know, but I think we got to do what we can to support the tracks. Otherwise, we uh, won't have any left. Right. And that's the that's the other side to it, too. You know, the track's got to get something to, to keep going. So, you know, everybody's got to go play one side of it, and, and hopefully the, the support is still there. Even if it's not 20 cars, it's still – I mean, 11 cars at Citrus and the Modifies isn't terrible, and it sounded like it was still a entertaining race or some action, and, you know, right. you still had good cars there. So, I mean, that's, that's a positive. And, yeah, exactly. um, that's, a, that's a big part of it. You know, you can have – 10 11 cars you know i'd say probably half of us that were there this past weekend could have won the race so you know it was a short car count but half the field was cars that could win so i think that kind of helps to offset the low car count when you have that many good cars absolutely and and if you get a good battle for the lead people forget immediately about how many cars were there because they just saw a good race a, a good race can happen with three, four cars, or 34 cars, really. And it can be the other Absolutely. way around, too. I mean, a wreck fest isn't any fun for anybody either. No, nope, definitely not. And speaking uh, speaking of wreck fest, though, it sounds like, uh, sounds like you're going over to Auburndale, and any modified race I've ever seen over there tends to get a little bit wild. Um, are you look? I, I, I'm imagining you're looking forward to it, as long as it's clean. Yeah, it... Um I've never actually raced at Auburndale um, when I was first kind of coming out of carts into big cars. Um, my dad was still racing back then, and we Rex let us do some testing over there because I was only like 12 or 13. So oh, gotcha. It's been about 15 years since I've even taken a lap there. Um, but looking forward to it, get somewhere new, you know, for the year, and um, hopefully – you know, have enough cars show up that Rex keep them on the schedule for the rest of the year and be able to continue to support them. Yeah, I, I hope they don't get rid of a class. I feel like, you know, if it's going to be low car count, maybe you cut the laps down a little bit, but I would hate to see a class just not have a place to race. Yeah. And I worry about the same thing with our modifieds, to be honest with you. I, I don't know if, if that'll be sustainable with three, four, or five cars either, but I would hate to see it just go away because that's no good for anybody. No, definitely not. It... I would love to get over to New Smyrna more often than we do, but it's just such a, it's a haul for us. Yeah, it's it's a, about, by the time you figure in traffic and everything, it's about three, three and a half hours. That's um, a long haul for a weekly show. And then it's a, yeah. it's a tough place to, to come. If, you, if you're not a regular there, it can be a tough place. And I know you and uh, Kenneth uh, hauled out last year and he ended up having a good day and, and you had problems, but it was, it was nice to see you guys come out there and it's it's nice that you guys do at least try to support the tracks in the state at least once a year yeah yeah we try to get around to everyone at least once a year um uh, car count last year at the governor's cup obviously wasn't great but you know they had us on the on the ticket so i wanted to come over and support it and uh plan on doing that you know a few more times this year before the governor's cup well, good, and, and I hope that we get a few of these cars for that 75 lapper because I want that to be – that should be a big deal, and I and I hope it gets the support so it can stay around. I, f I think every class deserves – you know, for the modified 75 is basically 100, but I think every every class deserves a, a big field, and I hope it gets supported. So um, I do appreciate you guys considering that race and, and thinking about being there. 
yeah, definitely. I, I love it over there. Um, you know, it, hopefully cars do show up. I know, you know a lot of guys around here, they just have, you know, one motor for the bull rings and it, makes it hard to keep up over there because you know it's double the size of what we're used to here on the other coast yeah so you know it takes a little more power under the hood but it, it's tough to to run with the the simons and the parkers and the uh the alan bruns and the in those guys who have these you know the big yeah. open motors it, it's cool for the the speed but it, it does it it definitely hurts those guys that that have the the motors that are are better for the bull rings and there's nothing wrong with that either and there's some really yeah. good cars out there that that probably could come and compete if they had the same motors. So, um, man, have you guys thought about the E mods or the A mods at all? Cause that, that seems like the way to go right now, as far as competitive modifieds. It, we, that's something we kind of threw around back when the, um, A mod class first started down at Punta Gorda. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, saying goes, there's nothing cheaper than what you already have. And that's a great my dad, point. My dad builds motors. So, I mean, we already had, you know, our motor for around here. And then we've also got another motor to come over there, you know, to make sure that we can keep up. So gotcha. That's you know, something we kind of tossed around, but. See, now that, that that's a great answer. I mean, I, I, people don't think about that either. Like you might as well run what you have until you can't anymore. That's a, that's a fantastic answer. Um, so I wanted to ask you, I, you've mentioned your dad a couple of times uh, since we've been talking here. Um, I'm assuming that's how you got your start in racing, but tell us about how you got into this crazy thing that we do on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my dad raced, um, his, um, his uncle. So my great uncle and I racing back in the sixties, I want to say late sixties, early seventies, something like that. Um, they formed Nelson brothers machine shop, um, in 1977. So my family's been building motors since then. Um, they owned a late model back then, had Dave Pletcher, Dave Brakefield, and my dad drive for them um, when they switched over to oval track stuff. And then when I came along, my dad threw me in a go-kart at eight, and um, here we are today, 20 years later, still doing it. <laughs> oh, that, that's a good thing. you got to start them young. And uh, so, so you went the go-kart route, because it seems like kids either these days, quarter midgets, go-karts, or legends. So you, you went go-karts and then, what, straight into the modified? Yeah, go-karts wow. and then... Um, you know, once we had kind of done everything you could do with the go-kart, I mean, we went and ran state races, things like that. So once we kind of, you know, did all we could do with the go-karts, we got rid of them. And, yeah, my dad bought me a modified. And uh, I think the first time it threw me in it, I was 12. I'm my 12 goodness. 13, and, yeah, it threw me straight into it. <laughs> that That's quite the jump. I mean, I, I know some kids go straight to the late models, but you, – there's not as much room for error in the modifies with the open wheels and they're, they're pretty delicate. That's a, that's a bold move, but it, uh, it's seemed to work out for you guys. Um, and I also wanted to ask, I, I we've been talking, you know, you get to go, you've been going to a few different tracks in the state. Uh, do you run one particular track for points? Like, do you have a home track? Not really. Um, I live literally five minutes from showtime. Um, but he hasn't had any modified races on the schedule. Um, I can't so maybe, figure out what's going on at that place, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm not I'm sad because I love the track. And, yeah. And especially it being so close to home, I'm, I don't know what's going on. But we um, mainly Panagorda because that's the Panagorda and Citrus are the next two closest tracks for us. Yeah. Um, but really, points is not something the way I was brought up, you know, with my dad and 
the way he brought me up racing is, you know, show up to run good, run up front, and let the points take care of themselves. So, it, you know, it's not something that we focus on throughout the year. We just try to hit as many races as we can. That, that seems to be the way to do it down here. You know, you have maybe three, four, five guys in a, in a class that will run one place for points, and then everybody else just kind of, they, they go where the good races are. So there, there's like two models. So I wanted to see which uh, end of the coin you ended up on there. Um, and, and I like that. I, I like the, the traveling guys. I mean, obviously, I, I like our hometown guys because I see them every week. But it, it's always nice when you when you have that group that will go to the big races here and there, and you, you get to see them everywhere. So uh, that's uh, that's always great to hear. And um, another question that I like to ask people when I talk to them on here is uh, – I'm I'm always interested in numbers. Numbers are, are a big deal to me. So I wanted to ask you why the number ninety four. Yeah. So um, I said my dad. I ran thirty four in the go karts. That was always my dad's number uh, when he was racing. Um, but when he put me in a modified, he was still racing. So obviously, had to come up with my own number. And ninety four is just the year I was born. So that's what that's what I came up with. Ah, I can relate to that. Twenty nine is my number because I was born on the twenty ninth. So. I, I just some people are like oh it's just a cool number or I just put something on the car. It's always nice to hear when there's like significance behind the number because I feel like uh, especially in short track racing where it's it's not NASCAR it's you're you're not like stuck with the numbers that are available. You get to kind of use the number as kind of an expression of your own personality. So that's that's cool to hear that uh, it's your birth year that that actually has significance and it's kind of still in the family because thirty four ninety four it's relatively right. close. Yep. Well, that uh, that's just something that always fascinates me to to see if it if if it even does uh, matter. So, you'll you'll find Dalton in the number ninety four, and uh, we talked about it this week. You'll be at Auburndale for man the first time since you were like twelve years old. That that actually sounds pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, hopefully we uh, have a good run and get the uh, finish that our speed's been capable of. You know, over the last year or so and uh, not have any more mechanical failures. That would be nice. These parts aren't cheap either, man. I, I hope everything goes well for you over there, and um, we'll be uh, we'll definitely be talking about We'll follow up on the show next week and, and track how you do. Hopefully you'll be taking home a win over there. Um, what's the uh, what's the rest of your schedule look like? I know we talked a little bit about it, but uh, what, what are your major plans for the rest of your year? Where can people find you? Yeah, we'll be... Um Mainly bouncing back between Punta Gorda and Citrus. Um, so Auburndale will just depend on what happens after this weekend. And yep. then, um, you know, definitely try to we're coming over to New Smyrna for the 75 lap. Where I think that's that's in June or July. I don't have my schedule in front of me. Yeah, it'll be um, here quick. I know that. Yeah, plan on that, and then try to get over there a couple more times to do some more testing before the Governor's Cup. Awesome. Well. I'm sure come those big races, like, like you mentioned, Punta Gorda and, and Citrus, we'll find you over there. And hopefully one of these nights I'll be able to get away and, and see you race again. It's been, been a little while. Uh, before we let you go, again, we want to thank you for taking some time here. But uh, give a give a shout-out to any sponsors or anybody you'd like to say thanks to while we have you on here. Yeah, definitely. Um, first, my, my parents, it wouldn't be possible without them. And my dad does all my motor work, um, Sophos Construction, and um, Bigly Racing, Dave Fletcher Racing, they helped me out a lot with the car. Um, Lightning Racing Oil, Q Auto and Injury Attorneys, and um, All About Lifts help us get to the track each race. 
Man, and it takes a lot of help these days, and you sure have it, man. Um, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's, it's great to, to branch out and talk to drivers from these other tracks, and um, when you're over at New Smyrna this year, I'll be sure to, to stop by. And if you need anything, don't don't uh, hesitate to reach out. We'll be glad to help you. And uh, right. good luck at Auburndale this weekend. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Take care, and uh, hope you get those parts and get that car running good. That's the plan. Thank you. All right, man. Take it easy. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so Margo's back with us for the first part of Around the State. So obviously we'll start at the Citrus County Speedway where Margo and Dawson were in attendance. So I know you, you alluded to it at the beginning. You said it was just an okay night over there. What uh, what went down? Well, the uh, I, I do not pay attention to heat races over there. I'm the worst ever. I think I watched the Pure Stock one. Oh, you know what? I did watch Legends because there was number 124 and I sent it to Ron D'Alessandro. But uh, because I had Dawson, I was more focused on the feature races. I do know that the features got kicked off with Mod Minis. They had two. Wait, but everyone wants to yell at New Smyrna because they have a low Mod Mini count. And they, they had two. They had three. There was Sorry, they had one. three. One broke during practice. Uh, so, so Mod Minis as a whole needs help. Yes. So Mike, Mike Zimmerman? Tom? Tom Zimmerman. Where? I don't know where I got Mike, but Tom Zimmerman won. And... Uh, Goolsby. Uh, Fallon Goolsby. Yeah, you're right. Looking at the results, only two cars in the feature. Wow. So there was that. And then after that, I don't know the order that they raced in, and I don't remember. I do know that the Pure Stocks had two heat races. Mini Stocks had a couple heat races. Their Mini Stocks are our bombers. Pure Stocks, I show 17 cars there. So yeah. not not bad. That's not That's not a bad count at all. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad. I think Jonathan Appleby won the feature. He did, yep, over Larry Welter and Sport Wilson. So yes. three really good drivers. No yeah. surprises there. And during the heat race, I was we were cheering for Tyler Pernasty. Yeah, where did he end up? Uh, well, he got taken uh, out, ninth. so he yeah. got driven all the way to the outside wall. They raced dirty. Uh, but he also had, like, a super loose car out of turn four, and everybody thought he was going around at one point, and he didn't. He saved it. Did Tyler get taken out by Gregory Dick? I don't know what it'd be. What number? Uh, number ten. You know, I don't. I know. hope he didn't get dicked around. <laughs> that's that's. I set that whole thing up. Um, and then from the mini stocks, what I remember the. Uh, they had two heats as well. Yeah, they had two heats. There were quite a few. 13. And Eric, like Eric Sharon, put Jesse Veltman in a car. So it was like Justin Pittman, Brandon something. Brandon Braden. Uh, Braden Boardman. Second. And then Jesse Veltman. Oh, and yeah. let me tell you. That's I interesting. I posted on Facebook. Jesse Veltman came from the back. And I love watching him when he's in the Crown Vicks yeah, or the figure eights. Those, yeah. He's so good. But I guess at the last minute, he got a call from Eric Sharon. Hey, can you drive this? Oh, because Eric's suspended. Yeah, yeah. So Jesse's like, all right, bet. He drove from bet. the back. He drove from the back to third. And if he would have had three more laps, he'd have been right there. I had so much fun watching him. Dawson was up there cheering for him because he just saw a blue car with pink numbers on it. Sure. So, yeah, he, we loved it. That was probably my favorite race of the night. Um, Legends were... They had a bunch of those. They had they? a bunch of them. There was one, I don't know who the number 124 is, but I had to give him a little... Jackson Denton. Okay. I knew it was some... Oh, I, yeah, they had yeah. Seven, 17 Legends. Not bad. But he was number 124, so naturally I sent it to Ron D'Alessandro and then the kid wrecked. Now, <laughs> somebody in the legends, you told me, caught your eye. 
or or her interview skills. Lacey Kuhl. Yes. Oh yes. my She's god. Well spoken. Very yes, well spoken. I think I could listen to her talk. Like she got out of the car immediately. I thought she was a full-grown adult. Well, n- more grown than me because I can't talk as eloquently as she can. Yeah, I know. And I know she does a lot for, I want to say it's like the drive for autism. It's something along those lines, Something yeah. along those lines. And she's just very well-spoken. Their trailer is super cool. I never got a chance to go over and see her, but they had her car up and they had music playing and like strobe lights and all kinds of, yeah. Th- well, she when just, you had come home and you mentioned that to me, I was like, yes, because in my experiences at Auburndale, uh, interviewing some of the legends kids can be a little eh, awkward because they're most of them are kids but she is just like gung-ho she knows who to thank she has good things to say and i was kind of like i was over there filling in and i was like hey if you're looking to announce full-time that they're, they're looking for a full-time announcer you could you could do this i mean i don't even have to ask you questions you just know what to say so kudos to her yeah she was awesome and then jesse martinez picks up his did first win, yep. win after a there was a green white checkered because the 60 and the 3 tangled up in turn 4. And the 60... That's Sean, Sean English, English. And Stephen Hartley in the 3. Yeah, they were they were battling up towards the front of the field. And then Jesse Martinez came off with the win. That's Shout out to Willie Cuddy in 4th. Yeah, he did good. He's actually won a couple this year, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we've talked about him on this show. Um, so, yeah, good turnout of Legends cars. And then I guess the... Main event was the open wheel modifieds. Uh, where are all the modifieds? Why is there only 11 here? And why is Auburndale talking about canceling the division? Where are these modifieds at? What's going on? Oh, were there 11 there? There was 11, according to the score sheet. Oh, oh, I didn't count James Ellis. <laughs> you didn't count James? Well, he was there. Yeah, he was all so. up in the way. All right. I'll let Dalton. I'm sure Dalton probably told you about that. I didn't listen to his interview. But, uh, yeah, there was a tangle between Dalton and James Ellis and... The 73, Duchesne, Duchesne, uh, I wanted to yank his mirror out. But uh, Brad Bowman, Richie Smith, and Jason Lester did Brad Bowman, Richie Smith, and Jason Lester things. Yeah, no real surprise in the top three there. Yeah, they kind of took off, but man, Dalton had a fast car. Looking at the... um, Looking at the results here, what happened to Cody Stickler? It sticks out to me that he did not finish. That was not his car. That was Doug Moff's car. Oh, well, okay, yeah, he has been driving for Doug. Yeah, I don't know what happened, and we were talking about it after the races, and somebody noticed that something happened with Stickler, but I don't know what. Okay. So he just... I don't pay attention to him. Wasn't in contention. Yeah, wasn't in contention. Um, So I'm I'm concerned about modifieds, the Florida-style open-wheel modifieds as a whole, and I'm not... Well, I mean, see, the last I mod- would take 11 at New Smyrna on a heartbeat, but the if Auburndale's whole- trying to shut them down, they got 11 at Citrus, New Smyrna will be lucky to have four. What's Where are the they? The whole reason I wanted to go to this race was they usually do, like, the king of the modifieds at Citrus, and yeah. they get, like, 25 cars. The last modified race, like, two or three weeks ago, they had 19. And then Dalton texts me on, like, Friday night. He's like, there's only 10. I'm like, are you It's kind of crazy. Me? I'm like... Well, I'm already over here, so I'm still going to come. I've already told Austin. I've already told Dalton. Like, I've already told my friends I'm going to come. But I was, I kind of went into it not expecting much. But the support divisions made it worth the 10 As bucks usual, to get in. support divisions, man. Now, don't get me wrong. I did have fun watching the Modifieds. I get to see Dalton race once or twice a year if I'm lucky. Sometimes he'll come to New Smyrna for the bigger races. Um, so I got to see my friends that I don't always see. Yeah, and sometimes that's what it's all about. 
So. For me, that is a lot of the times, like if I'm going to Citrus, it is to go see my friends. Sure. So it it was fun to kind of hang out, but I was expecting more. I wish that somebody would have had something for the top three, even if it, it had to it be It seems like, like, just judging by the results, because uh, six on the lead lap, eight finished all but one lap. So it seems like a rather calm race. Yeah, it was pretty calm. There was two cautions. Two and cautions, okay. James Ellis caused both of them. All right. Well, there you go. That that about tells the tale of the tape there. So I I, I think, um, kind of answer my own question, I, I think the racing recession is starting to catch up, especially with the top, top classes because it's so expensive. If you have an issue, getting parts is not easy right now. Yeah, no. So if you crash or have a mechanical failure, that could put you out for, instead of like a week maybe, put you out for a month, two months. And where I need people to quit with this whole, oh, they don't want to come to New Smyrna because yeah. they think, this is, my, this it is, it doesn't do any good either. This is my rant about modifieds because I have been around modifieds at New Smyrna. I remember going to Citrus and Auburndale and New Smyrna and Orlando with Shane and Matthew. It is not as much as, oh, the motor's not strong enough. We should just change a carburetor and change a few things. It is the shocks. It is the springs. It is the entire setup. It's the gear. It's the tire. It is everything but except the driver. But it's doable. It is doable yes. if you want to do it. But if you're racing for points, I'm sorry. If I'm racing for points at Citrus, so I'm not going to You've got race. 11 racing for points. Yeah. And I know half of those probably haven't run every race. No. So but I'm not going to What risk. is points racing anymore? I don't know. Just I, I feel like if you want to race, shut up. Go race. And if other people don't go somewhere, shut up. But quit bashing the people that Just don't come. If you have never worked on an open wheel modified to change it from a short track to a big short track the next day, shut up. Look, I feel the same way. I want them all to come. I want the car counts to be the best, but people are going to go where they want to go. But and quit bashing payout, too. Because what's an extra 50 bucks over at one place versus another? You know how to make a million dollars in racing? Start with two. Or five in this or five in this economy. Or a couple billion. Exactly. Um, if you want to race, go race. If you don't want to race somewhere, shut your mouth and go race where you want to race. And just have fun. And yeah. let, let people that are having fun somewhere else have their fun. Well, that's, that's like, where I'm at. Uh Dalton texts me, he's like, Oh, I think I'm gonna go to New or Auburndale this weekend. Don't get pissed. I'm like, Well, New Smyrna sounds better, but whatever. I mean, you get a he's top a, five at New Smyrna. He's probably. a short track guy. Oops, he's a short, say that. short I'm begging for cars. Dalton's a short track, short like he likes the little itty bitty tracks. Well, and that's what suits his style. Good. Yeah, and but he'll he'll be in New Smyrna in plan- July. He's so. planning to come to at least to the seventy five lapper and maybe Governor's Cup. So yeah, he'll be that. at the one in July. I know that for sure because he's already told me he's bringing like a cupcake for Peyton for her birthday. There, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so it was good to see him. It was good to see Jesse Veltman. I loved I loved watching him in the mini stock. Yeah, that sounded like a that sounded like a fun. Fun race Overall, there. it was like to have Dawson act like not at New Smyrna, fully engaged in the races and cheering. yeah, and you just got to sit in the stands and enjoy the races with your boy. I got to enjoy them for the most part because every car my son cheered for, oh surely next to me booed. <laughs> That's lovely. I would have went and sat somewhere else. Well, you know where we always sit when we go to Citrus. Yeah, That's where I was where, sitting. Where you can't see down the front stretch. Yeah. Oh no, I was a little bit over. Oh, okay, That's where I could still see. But I was right there, and I liked that spot. There was a gentleman on the end who was just like, oh, like he was talking to Dawson, and he was nice. So I'm, like, sitting there and enjoying it. Every time Dawson cheers for somebody, like, we got looks. We walked up in our Dalton Nelson shirts and got looks. And then she just starts booing. And I'm sorry, if you're that person that boos against who a five-year-old just, is cheering for, just, just shut up. Every driver. 
And I finally went Dawson cheer for the guy in last. And she booed. Of course. Are you fucking kidding me? You know what my favorite or my greatest memory from Citrus is? Like being there live. Watching poor Norm Dismute go to into the tires down the front straightaway and launching. Aww. He's not even racing his pure stock anymore. I miss him. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he is. Anyway, um, uh, Margo, I appreciate you. Uh, I do have to give Austin a shout out. He did not fall down the stairs. Well, yeah, because he couldn't walk anymore. He's still recovering from the last accident. And he sounded awesome on the microphone. Yeah, and he's taking that over by himself now. Yeah. So. Oh, that was the thing. In no the more pu- Tony. That was the thing in the pure For stock now. heat race. There were two drivers. They get cattywampus? The 82, and I think it was, I sent you a picture of it. And I'm like, oh, are they sending Christmas cards? Oh, yes, yes. And Austin said something similar. And then one, there were two that were having a chit-chat. And one ended up pushing the other to get them started. Were they having a chit-chat with Woody Pitkin? <laughs> Kit Kat with Pitkin. Kit Kat with Pitkin. I, I have to figure out what the... Okay, so it was the 82 and the AR-15. Okay, and those were uh, pure stocks you said? Yeah, I think it was 82. Yeah, 82 and AR-15. So they got into it, and the 82... Wesley Rounds, of course, and the AR-15, and the 82 is Wes Wilson. Okay, so something happened, and Wes Wilson ended up... You know how they have that the jersey barrier in turn one by the little... Yes. Okay. Separate you from going to the field, yes. So he was driver's door up to that. Then he pulls up to the AR-15 like this. They're side to side, have okay. exchanging addresses or whatever. Well, the 82 ended up needing a push to keep going. So the AR-15 gave him a push. And... Austin was like, oh, well, that's sportsmanlike. And then the AR, I could have the numbers swapped. Whichever one was doing the pushing died in turn four. And Austin's like, well, let's see if they'll return the favor. And they didn't. They did not. Yeah. You only get one favor. He goes, oh, we we need a tow truck because sportsmanship only goes one way. Did they get a tow truck within a couple of minutes? I think it was like 12 seconds. Okay. Well, good response time. Anyways. But yeah, um, Austin sounded great. It was good to see him. Good to see Cameron. I talked to Cameron for all of like two seconds. He's a busy man. He is a busy, busy mm-hmm. man. And he does not want to talk to you when he's got money in his hand. So Yeah, was, yeah. No. It was good to see everybody out there. I love getting over to Citrus. It's my favorite job. I've always had a good time over there. And anybody that thinks that uh, there's any riff between Citrus and or New Smyrna, there's not. Except We're all just doing our thing. They're too far away from each other. No, just no, I mean every track. It's a good thing that every track is a little bit far away from each other. You don't want too many tracks close to each other. But, um, anyways, I want to thank you for taking time joining us on the first half and giving us that recap of Citrus. We. Oui. Uh, I mean, you're welcome. That's how Margo signs off. <laughs> uh, with that said, we'll cover the rest of the tracks that ran. We'll touch on Nashville and then we'll get out of here. Appreciate you guys. Hang tight. We'll be back with more. All right. So let's go ahead and finish up the Around the State segment of the show here. We'll do this quickly. Uh, It's been a long episode. It's been a a lot of fun here on this episode. But uh, I went looking for some results, and I did not realize 417 ran go-karts. Showtime rained out. So that means the only other track left to talk about after Margot covered Citrus for us is Armadale Speedway. Um, it's, it's about midweek here and I cannot find the full results from Auburndale, uh, either on their Facebook or their website. So I know, uh, a lot of people give me crap if I don't get the results up on a Saturday night, uh, you know, when it's like two in the morning when I get home. Um, but at least I never wait till Wednesday. Um, anyway, what I could scoop up, thanks to, uh, we'll give, uh, our friend Sunshine State Racing a shout out here. Um, I was able to scroll through their Facebook page and find out who won over at the Auburndale Speedway. So we'll cover that real quick. 
Then we'll head up to Nashville and uh, take a look at the finishing results from the Southern Super Series race over there as we like to follow that series. Um, but let's uh, let's look at Auburndale. From what I could gather with the twin 50s for the Superlay models, uh, it was Michael Goddard who won race number one and George Gorham, of course, cleaning up and winning race number two. Uh, George is the man to beat over there at Auburndale. He is leading the points. Um, honestly, it's a surprise when they have the double Superlay model features and George doesn't win them both, but Michael Goddard is a wheelman himself. He could have won, in my opinion, George and Michael could have won the Bigley Memorial race back last November. So uh, two very good drivers taking the wins over there. 20-plus late models over there. Again, a great turnout. Great job by Auburndale. It seems the Twin 50 deal is working for Auburndale, no doubt about it. Um, if you like late model cars, now, they have the luxury of being able to run Supers and Prolates kind of together. They just kind of call them late models. That's what they are. And they do a good job getting 20 guys there on a weekly basis. Uh, and it seems like they run the, the Supers like once every three weeks, and it works out. Good group of drivers over there. Adam Briggs had a good night. Uh, again, I don't have their full results, so you have to bear with me on this one. Um, just from what I saw, uh, you know, Michael Goddard, Adam Briggs, Steve Dorr, George Gorham, all having good nights and, and another great turnout. So kudos to Auburndale Speedway for the great turnout. I just wish I had the full results so I could give some more kudos to these drivers. Um, pardon me, phone call here coming in. I'll take that in a minute. James Wright came home in, in, I'm sorry, James Wright came home your pure stock winner. Bray Ganey, no surprise there. The 42 car won the Scramblers, and Carlin Ray won the A-Mod feature, which are very similar to E-Mods, except they have the DOT tires. So um, it looked like a good night again. I don't have the full results, so I don't know what the car counts look like in the other classes. Um, I do know that they put out a little thing. They're running, uh, they're running big modifieds, the open wheel modifieds this weekend. Uh, of course, so is New Smyrna. But they put out a thing. If they don't get ten or more cars, they'll look at shutting down the division. Um, I did watch short track news this week, and I, they don't. Man, I'm telling you, shutting down a division, in my opinion, if you want my opinion on it, it's harsh. But uh, I'll I'll agree with what Dave Warning said. You know. Don't give them 50 laps, 100 laps until they can show that the cars are there. Um, I like that idea. Um, I, I don't want to get rid of the big modifieds, but, um, man, I, I don't want to have people pay $15 to watch four cars for 50 laps either. That is not exciting for anybody. Um, in my opinion, I believe that um, you you pay the advertised pay, you look at the car count, and you kind of, you determine the laps. Okay, four cars, you get 20 laps tonight. You brought six cars, okay, we'll give you 25. Oh, you got eight cars this week? We'll leave it up to you. Do you want to go 35? you want to go 50? Uh, you know, 10 or more cars, you run the damn 50 laps. That's how I would do it. But, you know, the, the one thing about New Smyrna, they're, they're not going to back out on the pay. You know, people want to complain about the pay, but at least they pay the advertised payout. And they don't cut the payout if there's no cars. The drivers, if they want to cut the laps like the prolates did last week, by all means, have at it. So we'll see. Um, I, man, I, I'm kind of in favor of the E-Mods just becoming the modified division. Like, give them the 50-lap payout and, and let them soar and do the open-wheel modifieds, the Florida Mods during speed weeks, and maybe, you know, a 75-lapper once or twice a year. 
um, maybe team up and do a, a series and have a series come through for the big mods and let the e mods let the e mods shine. Um, speaking of, you know, if you were to pick five divisions, and, and I'm I'm picking up from short track news, I did get a chance to watch that. Um, you know, if there was only five divisions that run weekly or or run for the championship, I would go prolate models, you, and then you do the Sun Belt series on its own. I would do prolate models. I would do super stocks. I would do bombers, bomber A's. So that's three prolates, super stocks, bomber A's. I would do sportsmen. And if I could do another class, I think EMOD because I like the variety. So you've got three, three, you've got five completely different looking divisions. You can tell a late model from a modified. You can tell a modified from a super stock. You can tell a bomber from a super stock. And you can tell the sportsmen because they get their own unique body styles. And I love I love that about the sportsmen. That's what makes them one of the more exciting classes in my mind. Um, but that, that's what I would do. Um, and uh, so let's let's go ahead and wrap this segment up because this is uh, it's going to end up being a long show. Um, the Southern Super Series did run over at the Nashville Fairgrounds. And all things considered, a very good turnout of super late models. I do have the top finishers here, as a matter of fact. Uh, 29 strong. That's that's really good. And good drivers all the way through the field here. And, of course, it's kind of funny. William Byron was the winner out there. He did kind of pull the bump and run on Stephen Nassie. Now, it was a bump and run. He didn't wall Stephen Nassie. He didn't spin Stephen Nassie. He jacked him up, got him out of the groove, but Stephen finished second. But it's kind of funny that the next day William Byron goes to Darlington and Joey Logano punts his ass out of the way. And that was a punt. Um... I, I did finally see a replay of the contact, and oh yeah, William hit him. Oh yeah, and oh yeah, Joey Logano hit William Byron, um, but William didn't wall Stephen. He didn't ruin his day. Stephen didn't fall to the back of the field. Um, so in my opinion, William Byron pulled off a great bump and run to win over at Nashville. Stephen Assey did settle for second. Old Jet Nolan hanging strong in third. Casey Roderick fourth. Sammy Smith was fifth. Nicholas Noggle finally getting out of Canada to come race a little bit. I would love to see him back in New Smyrna. Great family. Uh, they finished in sixth, Hunter Robbins, seventh, Bubba Pollard, the point leader, eighth, Michael Hind, ninth, uh, Blaine Rocha finishing in tenth. Then you had Justin Riddick, Eddie Van Meter, Kyle Bryant, Hudson Halder, Dusty Williams, Logan Breeden, Billy Van Meter, Tommy St. John, Jake Garcia, Michael House, the top 20. Rounding out the field, you had Jackson Boone, Cole Williams, Albert Francis, Jake Finch, Matt Craig, Tyler Tanner, Dylan Fletchko, Cody Coughlin, and Dustin Smith, your 30 nearly 30 car field and William Byron takes the one. I can't wait for the Southern super series to come in July to new Smyrna. That is a standalone Southern super series tour event. Uh, it is not for new Smyrna points. So the week before you have the Sunbelt series race for the Clyde Hart Memorial, July 4th weekend. And then you have the Southern super series the next week. So that'll be a lot of fun if you like late models in July. So that's a quick around the state and across over to the Nashville speedway, kind of keep you up to date what's going on a lot of good racing coming up this weekend I'll give you a quick little preview 417 is running a super late model 100 and a pro truck 50 uh the auburndale speedway has the open wheel modified 50 and they have the dave westerman memorial for the sprint car series the southern shootout sprint car series um citrus county returns with the Wheelman series, and I don't know what the hell's going on at Showtime. That place, I don't know what's going on. Uh, it seems to be 
like they draw stuff out of a hat right now, and I've seen nothing, so I'm not sure. It'll probably rain out. And, of course, New Smyrna Speedway has the JNC Great All Modifieds in action. We have the Orange Blossom Woodworks Bomber Bees, the Ashley Holmes Jacks Trucks with the enhanced purse uh, structure. It'll be worth your time to come over for that. And um, what else are we running? There's another. Oh, the duh, the LKQ Superstocks with the American Auto, our proud sponsor, Dash for Cash. So uh, there's going to be a lot of great stuff to talk about on next week's show. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Hope you enjoyed having Margo on and her take of what went down at Citrus. And here's a little update on uh, what else went on in the racing world. So again, thank you guys for listening. As always, we hope you enjoyed the show. And if you'd like to become a partner, $5 an episode will get you on here. Um, You can do what Ken Copley did, sponsor when your division races. Uh, You can sponsor for a few episodes. And, um, yeah, you can do whatever you want. $5, get your name out there. Uh, Over, We we average about four to 5,000 clicks per episode. So... Uh, impressions. Get your get your company out there. Five dollars an episode. We'll take care of you. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Get out and support your local short track.